This is the all-new, all-improved, only-in-rugby-league podcast. Same team, just better. With me, Callum. With me, Bobby. And me, Andy. And still, the M62 and beyond. Well, we're back, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and all-improved. Yeah. So, so I've just heard. Well, two of us. Yeah. Well, one of us made a mess on the first take, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, Callum. <laughs> I don't think so. It Thir- didn't take him long, did 30 it? Thirty seconds into a new season. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to explain? First of all, we'd better explain why the changes before we lose all listeners that are thinking, "What the hell's this?" Exactly. Uh, so, the Loose Forward Podcast is. Well, dead. It's dead, yeah. So, but the name's dead. Hmm. The name's dead. Yeah, we're not. No, not yet, anyway. Okay. Um, so, we we basically just felt that we needed Rugby League in the title, didn't we? Yeah, we. That was, in the end, the Loose Forward podcast was probably a little bit too niche. Yeah. So, we thought we had something with, um, yeah, with Rugby League in it. Um, and we changed the logo and everything. Why did we change the logo to a dinosaur holding a rugby ball? Because Bobby loves dinosaurs. <laughs> and that <laughs> is the top and bottom of it. And we have four stars on our logo, Callum, because? Well, because uh, the star represents each season that we've been going. So yeah. this is our fourth season, so four stars. Yeah, and this is our 113th episode. Mm. Excellent. Done more episodes than you've got friends. I'm sure we've made this joke before. <laughs> <Here> we <are. laughs> well, okay. Well, what does that mean for this season then, for the pod? Well, it's it, it, we, we've got a couple of changes, haven't we? We're, um, we've still got our fans and all our segments, and obviously everybody's favourite segment, the uh, stats of the week. Not not this week though. But not this week, no. Please so, don't turn off. You know, yeah. Or see you next week. Yeah. So. <laughs> We're going to try and have more legend series on our one-to-one interviews. Yes, players, ex-players, that sort of stuff, or, yeah. or just people involved in the game, like the, the the Richard Silverwood one that we did last season. Yeah. So. We're going to have to have some regular ones of them. We've just got a new one that's uh, going to that's going to come out. We haven't done it yet. But where uh, we're delighted to say that you're going to be joining us over the next few weeks is the. Um, uh, uh, legendary ex St Helens fullback Phil Vivers. Yeah, should be a, a cracker, really. And it's a, it's a funny story, really, isn't it? Yeah. So we'll get more. We'll get more into that. And uh, another one lined up for us is the uh, uh, England wheelchair uh, legend uh, Tom Halliwell. Yes, another uh, excellent one coming up. Yeah. So we're going to try and do some more of those as well because they've been really popular. Um, and also this year, we're going to try and get more fans on this year mm. with an ingenious little uh, segment uh, where uh, we we just get them on for a couple of minutes at a time. But that will yeah. be more revealed as we uh, as we get into it, including tonight. Yes. So what have we got on tonight then? Well, we're going to do... We're going to run through some stuff that's been happening in the off-season or, or since the end of the uh, Tonga tests. A couple of... Things that's been happening, obviously, never a dull moment in rugby league. Um, we're going to preview each individual team, but we're going to do half 
this week and half next week, I think, aren't we? Yes. And then, as always, we are going to do our five players to watch, which we do at the beginning of every season, and um, we'll we'll pick we'll each pick five players to keep an out for uh, eye on throughout the coming season, and that can be for whatever reason you like, really. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what we've got on. Yeah. So we uh, we haven't got so far. The only thing we haven't got is an only in rugby league jingle, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So. It might get a bit overused, so we just, you know, if you keep yeah. it, okay, you know, for a couple of weeks. All right, so do you want to sing it or play something else? or Bobby will sing it. Okay, go on then. <laughs> Come on. Only in rugby league. <laughs> That's terrible, isn't it? Why don't you put me on the spot? You're never going to be in the greatest showman like that, are you? Right. Well, should we go through a few of the probably seen the musical for it, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the film. Can you imagine there was a Jurassic Park, the musical? Oh, um. every night. <laughs> Front row. He'd be going dressed as a dinosaur, wouldn't he? <laughs> he has actually got a bloke costume, hasn't he? Yeah. Amazing. Right, well, <clears throat> without further ado, shall we go through some of the stuff that's been happening, as we would say? Only in, in rugby, rugby league. league. That didn't that didn't work, did it? But let's we go. didn't rehearse it. No, we didn't. All right, obviously. Okay, so look through some of the stuff. We got, this is in no particular order. This is basically from the end of the season up mm. to now. These are some of the things that have been happening. Uh, December, first um, of December, the rugby football. This is from the RFL. Uh, they sent the fixtures out on Twitter for the 1895 Cup uh, with no link to the fixtures and a full group missing. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to win it, so there's no point. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Normanton Knights were, were watching the Challenge Cup draw. Yes. Only to find that they weren't in it and the RFL hadn't told them. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That was a... Uh... I didn't. I missed that one. It was a blow, wasn't it? I was fuming for them. <laughs> it was. It was a blow. Yeah. Despite winning, I think it was the Yorkshire Cup. I think they won. Yeah, which has always had the winner in in, in the challenge in the draw. Cup. Yeah, but for this year, nah, nah. But uh, mm. we didn't. We didn't tell them though. Uh, Bobby, I think you've got one. Have you there? Um. Yes. Uh, the I, I can't remember. When, sorry, I don't have the dates like, no, like you do, Andy. But um, there was the the witness shirt. That got released, except they had the the the, the Latin um, logo wrong on the shirt, didn't they? It was misspelled. Yeah. Now, I'm not buying that you can blame the manufacturer for that either. No, because <laughs> they only do what it's been given them, haven't they? Yeah, they're not changing it, are they? No. You know, you'd be mad to be given a design yeah. and then go and change it. Staying with witness, and this is from yesterday or day before, the CEO Chris Hamilton. Uh, was threatening to uh, look out for fans who'd abused him at the at the end of the, the game at weekend. You love Chris Hamilton, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he was pretty much offering fans out on Twitter, as was an ex-witness player this week as well, John Devereaux. Yeah, John Devereaux yeah. versus one of our regular correspondents, Loiner's View. Um, who said he, John Devereaux had had a go at women in, in rugby league and having a voice, basically. Uh, Lioner's view said, you know, we've always been a, a groundbreaking and trail, trailblazing sport in that review. 
uh, which to John Devereaux said, um, basically, uh, shut your face, say that to me face, uh, you <laughs> gutless keyboard warrior. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, big news in December, though, which we'll come on to as, as part of the season stuff as we go along, is the new tackle rule. Mm. Um, community game for this year, below the armpit. How's that going with you, Callum? Because Not well, I'll be honest. Because <laughs> basically, you've got a team full of props. So how's that working for you? Yeah, a lot of... Uh, I, I'll be covering a lot of ground because we'll probably have about 10 players on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only other question I've got on that is, how do you stop a hooker, let's say, from dummy half, a yard out, if he, if he dives low? Mm. I'm not quite sure and I don't think it's for now but no it seems a bizarre I, I can't see them sticking with that surely I don't know they have to say players will adapt the only thing I think on that is uh, whoever invented the six again rule is completely they're thinking I'm right off the hook here what, what <laughs> did make me laugh about that video that they put out um, about what was um, a legal tackle and what wasn't is half the ones that what was it now? The, the, after ones that they said were illegal were actually fine on the video that they put out. They didn't use very good examples. No. It was bizarre. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby? Um, <clears throat> so uh, I, one of um, one of our regular listeners, uh, Jordan, we've had him on for Leeds coverage before. He sent me this to, today, actually. Um, and... That is, I don't know if you saw, but we, uh, the RFL partnered, or IMG partnered with a, a new fantasy Super League partner. I think it's Vonu or Vunu or something Vunu like that. or something. It's something it is, like yeah, that. Vunu. Isn't it? Yeah, they so, launched it today, didn't they? That's right, yeah. And somebody has uh, logged on to, to do the team, except it's totally different this year. Uh, or this I one think is... this is like a different form of it. It's not replaced the fantasy. Ah, just I a see. Different, it's like right. a card trading thing, isn't That's it? That's right, yes. Yeah. So you only like to pick five players a week. Yeah. And then if you don't like the five players, you get drawn randomly. Mm. You're allowed to go to the open market. Mm-hmm. And the open market is first come, first serve. So you only get one, one card per whoever's signed up. So you could end up getting stuck with the fourth hull back, the fourth hull FC halfback, and not wanting him. However, you can now purchase players within the game, within this free fantasy rugby league game. You can now pay the RFL to give you better cards. Mm, <laughs> pay to win in it. It's it's a little bit daft. Really. To be honest, I, I've I've had a brief look at it today. I don't really understand it. No. It seems very confusing. All I, I know admit. is I got John Benison, I got <laughs> some Huddersfield player I'd never heard of. Yeah. I'd got Danny Richardson, and I got Sam Powell and Gil Dudson. <laughs> That's duff. <laughs> Are you going to buy any cards? No, I will not be buying cards. <laughs> um, I didn't really get it. Okay. No. Back to the only in rugby league happenings. Um, December. Uh, fixtures released uh, for the championship: Sheffield versus Toulouse, all in French. With uh, for the first game of the season in French, with uh, French flags and everything on it, advertising the game. Except it's in Sheffield, not in France. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Le Sheffield. Le Sheffield. 
Legals. <laughs> <laughs> um, back, back to the RFL. I've had to think it's exclusively RFL so far, isn't it? Um, uh, RFL tell Castleford they've got the wrong IMG score. Oh, um, yeah. Only six weeks later to say, nah, we're not changing it. <laughs> uh, um, oh, staying with the RFL. Uh, Boxing Day uh, streaming advertised, nine ninety nine. where Leeds versus Wakefield. Oh, yeah. Uh, you could buy it on Leeds Rhino's site for £6.50. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I think I'll save £3.49. Thank you. <laughs> Dear. Um... Did anyone see in January Lee off to uh, uh, a warm weather training camp um, on the, sat on the plane with all the tracksuits on? Oh, yeah. To which Ryanair posted, looks like a blazing squad reunion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, brilliant, uh, brilliant post from Featherstone saying that they've got the best support in the land. Let's not give anybody any chance to uh, uh, doubt that. Um, pretty much, I think the only thing that was missing from that was otherwise we have a meeting with the chairman. <laughs> um, Wakefield in January, uh, Liam K ruptured his ankle ligaments by standing on Mason Lino's foot. All right, um, which is a bit unfortunate, isn't it? He uh, stood on his foot. Yeah, Liam Kay stood on Mason Lano's foot and rolled his ankle. Right. So, that was a bit, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, still no uh, uh, still no knighthoods in uh, 128 years of rugby league, uh, but Bill Beaumont has two, uh, former England rugby union captain. He got a knighthood and then he's got some extra knighthood or something. Uh, he's calling like, sir, sir, sir. <laughs> Sir, Sir Bill, yeah. But uh, he's got two more than the whole of rugby league in its history. Right. So, uh, well done, Bill. Um, Betfred Challenge Cup next. Um, the uh, Alton Raiders uh, complained that their badge was wrong on the graphics. Okay. Uh, that uh, their their badge had uh, been uh, two years old that they'd put on. So they put the new one on but just pasted it over the top and they had like a square and you could see the circle underneath. <laughs> you just you just crudely pasted your face over mine. I've been gone two hours. They've rebadged it, you fool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sky Sports advertising a documentary uh, with, uh, uh, with Robbie Burrows and uh, Kevin Seinfeld. Is that that American bloke? Yeah, but they couldn't spell either of the name, right? Oh, dear. Uh, Burroughs and Seinfeld. Uh, 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 Saints new signing Matt Whitley had a birthday. Um, unfortunately, Saints didn't wish him happy birthday on their social media, but his old club Catalan did. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Workington. Workington, uh, Workington had uh, a game against Barrow advertised in the 1885 Cup. Um, so they, they couldn't get the year right on their social media. Um, uh, couple one from a couple of weeks ago, Halifax versus Oldham. Uh, unable to provide away travel, and we're asking cars, uh, asking uh, if the fans, if they could offer cars as lifts <laughs> to, to other fans. <laughs> That's what I have to do on a Saturday, never mind. 
Yeah, like fans. yeah, so the fans had to get to Oldham by sharing cars with random strangers. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Sounds like some sort of Mayor of London thing, that, doesn't it? Like, mm. like, like low emissions, though. You're not coming in in all them, not coming in coaches or all them cars you can share. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, dear. Um, uh, oh, God. Warrington almost won a trophy. Uh, unfortunately, Luke Littler was beaten in the final of the darts. <laughs> <laughs> They're milking that, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Bloody yeah. hell. Um, uh, the RFL sent out a template, a uh, fixture template, to all the uh, women's teams uh, in the league. Unfortunately, the one they sent out, the one they advertised and sent out was different than the one they sent out the day before uh, because all the days were wrong and all the fixtures were wrong. Right. So it, I think they had to redo that one again. Uh, Bobby... You've got a you've got a lovely one down to a couple of my favourites here. You've got uh, you've got a nice one here, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I think only in rugby league would you ever see a club let their main sponsor design their brand new mascot, and it turns out it was Hull FC, and you can now meet Radiator Man <laughs> <laughs> up and at him. <laughs> Radiator Man. <laughs> He even had his own plug. <laughs> What's that? It's supposed to be a tail. <laughs> Honestly. They, they just by themselves are inconsistent. Yeah. <sighs> so, yes, yeah, so you could read. <laughs> which begs the question, doesn't it, right? Which is the worst mask out of, out of these three that you've ever seen? Radiator Man. Mm. Yeah. Huddersfield from years ago when they had Panda Pop. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, St. Helens had St. Bernadette to go with St. Bernard. Who I, I, now they've got boots? I think went to the doggy heaven in the sky, but they actually had a wedding on the pitch at one point between St <laughs> Bernard and St Bernadette, or the um, uh, the guy in the lycra suit at Salford who was like the mighty Marvin Power Ranger. <laughs> so I don't know which which is your favourite worst mascot. What about Salford when they added in the mascot that was clearly Marwan Kukash? <laughs> Oh, yeah, the devil, the Dr. devil. The devil. Yeah, the doctor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he looked exactly like him. He had a goatee and everything. Oh, like that. <laughs> but mine goes to the um, Mighty Morphin Power Ranger. <laughs> that was terrible. Do you, do you remember that, though? He used to run around with flares before the game. Yeah, right? and then you couldn't see and a then thing. And then you couldn't see a thing for the first minute and a half. <laughs> like, all this smoke's gone up. That was at the Willows, wasn't it? Yeah. Amazing. Uh, I think you've got to go some to beat Panda Pop because absolutely no reason for uh, Panda Pop to be well, there. What's the reason for Radiator Man? Uh, all right, fair point. Yeah, yeah. What is your which is your worst mascot? It's between Panda Pop and Radiator Man. Yeah, <laughs> like I know the sponsors and things like that, but yeah, well, Big G. I think at least Panda yeah. Pop. At least you could make Panda Pop like mask. Gottable. Yeah. Well, Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but Big G changed appearance. Suddenly he was like dead friend. Then he was like horrible, wasn't he? No, <laughs> no, no Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Anyway, so that's that one. Um, congratulations from Warrington's own Twitter account who praised Max Wood for having a splendid debut uh, last weekend, uh, except it wasn't his debut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Bradford. Congratulations to the 4,611 fans that turned up at Bradford Bulls last week. Uh, the day after was amended to 3,611, um, who then said, 
any other uh, any other uh, reporting of numbers is strictly rumours. This is the real attendance. <laughs> What, 4,000, 3,000? 3,000. <laughs> 3, <000. laughs> right. So they de- they definitely knocked 1,000 off. Right. Well, I'm not saying that's for tax. I, what I'm saying uh, is that somebody's somebody's hit the wrong button. That's all I'm saying there, isn't it? Uh, next to each other. And then, uh, and then finally, to finish off what's been happening, is my all-time favourite, I think, on this, is that uh, Bry from Six Again posted a, 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 a fixture. Uh, between Brazil and El Salvador. <laughs> I love this story. And only to get 15 minutes later, a little uh, a little picture from somebody like, you know, waving their hand under the throat, like saying, no, 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 don't put that up. And then Brian, Brian messaged them back and goes, is this game not on now? To which El Salvador then replied and went, no, it's not going to happen. Uh, but we haven't even told Brazil yet. <laughs> Right, knows everything. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so, uh, so that that's pretty much what's been happening um, since uh, since the end of November, really. There was a common theme there. Yeah. Oh, I've got one more that I missed out. Um, uh, obviously, Magic Weekend isn't now known as Magic Weekend, is it? Oh God! It's Magic Weekend. Oh yeah. <laughs> We've dropped the vowels. Uh, who thought that was a good idea? Uh. The, the kids drinking the wicked on the on the top of the street <laughs> outside the office. <laughs> the I reckon the marketing team went to them and goes, "What do you think about this?" And they'd go, "No, mate, it's like miles better if you just drop that." Nobody says vowels anymore. Vowels are for nerds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so now it's well, shouldn't it? In that case, shouldn't it be called magic wookend? Like, ah, too much. Oh, magic wookend. Mm. So there you go. That's that'll we'll see how, much, how long that one lasts. I I think that won't be here in twenty twenty five. No, probably the whole magic will can won't be here in twenty twenty five. But no, uh, but yeah, I forgot about that one. Uh, that's I think that's everything that's been happening. There was a common sort of theme or culprit there, wasn't there? <laughs> Does it begin with R and end in L? Yeah. <laughs> And his middle name would have been like Fred or something, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you're right, but uh, so, but plenty, plenty to go on during the off season there. I think, yeah, excellent. There's so much to love about rugby league in this part of the world, and more than just the pork rolls at Warrington and the pies at Wigan. There's tradition and history and great grounds and great fans, and then there's the weather. And if you don't like it, well. You just have to put up with it. Tough titties. Yes, we're going to move on to our first half of the preview. And we're going to quickly run through each team. Um, and I think we're going to start with the reigning champions, uh, Wigan. Obviously, finished off with a grand final win going in as champions. So, we'll. Um, I think that's a pretty decent place to start, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so they've obviously brought in um, a lot of players, haven't they? Well, yeah. I thought it was more that, and then I saw the list. I was like, actually, it's not that many. Yeah, but they brought a lot of forwards in, which after what we were saying last season, especially me, um, they've they've definitely solved that problem, haven't they? I think so. Yeah, yeah, more than solved it by the look of it. Yeah, um, but we 
spoke to Johnny Ashley earlier as well, didn't we? We did. Um, who is our uh, resident Wigan fan? Um, so let's have a quick listen to what Johnny had to say. Hey guys, hope you're well. Uh, you've had a good off season and uh, ready to go around again for 2024. So uh, just thought I'd give you a little breakdown on uh, the Wigan Warriors for 2024. So obviously we're going to go into the season as uh, reigning champions, which is uh, <laughs> great to say. Uh, we've not said that for a few years, so that's always nice. Um, but I think the difference this year is that we've not. The last few seasons that we've won the league, uh, we've had a lot of players departing after that season. So you look at 2018, 16 and 13, especially. You know, we lost big players going to the NRL or retiring. 2018, obviously, was the end of that Sean Wayne era. Uh, Sam Tompkins left as well. But I think this year we've got a real chance to do something we've never done before and going back-to-back in, in the Super League era. We've, ne- we've never done that. Uh, and I think this is really, really the best chance uh, of doing that and building for a few years now, like Saints have done for the last couple of years, last sort of four years, really. Um, I think the players we've brought in are, are only going to get make us better. I mean, looking at the game uh, yesterday, uh, on Sunday, sorry, you know, Cruz leaving went really well. All the forwards that came off the bench were just like for like. That's going to help us massively this year. Um, Signings-wise, I was really, really looking forward to seeing Sam Walters, how he was going to go. I thought he was a really, really good signing from Leeds. But um, obviously the news that he's just uh, broken his collarbone and he's going to be out for about six weeks is really, really devastating. I mean, I know we've got a lot of forwards, but he was one uh, I was particularly looking forward to. But like I said, it gives somebody like Harvey Hill... Uh, a chance to step in now, Junior in December, as well. A chance to have a dig at that uh, that spot and see what he can what he can do and what he can bring to the team. Uh, so it's really exciting time for Wigan. It, it really is the, the players that we've got. If we can keep them all fit, it, it'll it'll be should be a really good season. Uh, the the optimist in me uh, can't help but think: Can we do a treble? Uh, I'd love to see us go back to back, obviously, because I've never seen us do that in the Super League era. So I'd love to. I think that should be our main goal to go back to back. But with the, the depth of of players that we've got, I can't see why we don't have enough to rotate and do, and do a treble. I mean, you know, the, the big two. I'd like us to win those. Uh, so if I was predicting, I would probably say win the league. If I was being really optimistic, I'd say win the league and the cup. So I'll go predictions. I think we'll finish top. And I think we will win the Super League and not win the Challenge Cup if I'm being pessimistic. Right, see you later. Bye. Well, a pretty confident sounding Johnny Ashy there. Yeah, he's not being pessimistic, like you said at the end there, is he? No. Oh, if I'm being pessimistic, we'll only win one trophy. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I do think, though, that he's the happiest I've ever heard him speak on yeah, the pod. He's always a bit... Mm. Gl- that, that, you can hear the glee in his voice, can't you? That well, is... I mean... Wait until we get to Leeds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they, they, they've... I mean, let's be honest, they've... Well, not... They've been certainly super league wise, league wise. They've been in the shadow of the, you know, fiercest rivals, haven't they? So they've not had a lot to shout about. I know they won a, a challenge cup, didn't they? But um, 
league-wise, they've uh, fell short a couple of times, haven't they? What What do you make of the signings then? Cruz Lehman, Adam Kieran, Tiaki Chan, Sam Walters, Luke Thompson, Sam Esse. I mean, on paper, it's pretty spectacular recruitment, really. Mm. Um, I was going to say, uh, you know, Johnny mentioned about Sam Walters there. Um, I, you know, I was really looking forward to see how he was going as well. And then obviously he's going to be out for a few weeks now with this broken collarbone. So that's a blow for them. But, you know, they've, they've still got plenty of depth there now. Luke Thompson was another one. We all saw what he could do at St. Ellen's. He's not had the best of luck in the NRL, especially injury-wise. So it was interesting to see how he was going to go. Um uh, Tiaki Chan, I, I'll be honest, I don't know an awful lot about, uh, but comes with you know high praise, doesn't he? Mm. Um, and and Sam Essay is the, the Wakefield lad, yeah, yeah, just, you know a, a young prospect, nine, yeah, he's, teams, exactly. I think he only made, he probably only made, I think last year was his rookie season, probably. Yeah. Um, so you know, not only have they brought in signings that will make an immediate impact, they've brought in signings that can build towards their future as well. Mm. Uh, surprising, well, not surprising. Sorry, um, I, I'd be really interested to see how Cruz Lehman goes. Yeah, that's um, an interesting one because it was surprising when he left Leeds to me. Yeah, and then uh, obviously he went to the Titans, and then he, he's he's come back to Wigan now, and he always he always looked a little bit of a live wire, had a spark around mm. the rook, things like that. I thought he was a really good player, and looked looked at one point as he was going to be like England's number nine for years to come. Mm. Yeah, he, he did look like that, and like you say, the, you touched on it there. The way he left Leeds, he left Leeds in really strange circumstances, and 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 left under a bit of a cloud, really, didn't he? Mm. Um, and then not really quite made it in the NRL. Um, I think he might have played one one or two games for the Titans, um, <laughs> but he'll have, he'll, he'll have picked up plenty of experience from just being over there. So. Oh. It, it'll be. I'm sure he'll be absolutely ready to rip in this season. Well, we're going to do our one to twelve next next week, aren't we? Yeah. Um, but can they? Well, they can go back to back. I suppose that in a, in a word, will they? It, it's too early to say, probably. But if you if you're looking at the team on paper and, and what they were doing last year, you know if they can keep that defensive. Uh, structure that they had, uh, especially last you know last season, and, and then throwing the attack that they had as well, and it's bolstered by a, a, an improved pack. Then yeah, more than likely they're definitely favourites. Yeah, definitely favourites. Justifiably, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, right, uh, we shall move on, and I think we will move on to Castleford. Um, I'm not that convinced with Castleford that it's going to be that much of an improved season. The signings they've brought in, nobody. I mean, there's a couple I don't know, you know, an awful lot about. They've they've, they've made some decent signings, but they're just like squad signings, aren't they? I think. I suppose you're asking, really. Can it be much worse? I mean, um, they, they were in a, a relegation battle pretty much all season with, with Wakefield. I think they'll be in one again. But it won't be as tight. Mm. Because there's teams around them that 
are not as good, are not even as good well, as Castleford, I think there's, like. um, We'll move on to them, I think, today, but the the, the team that I think of, probably, there's probably two teams that will finish below them. Yeah, okay. Um, but they've brought in the likes of, you know, Josh Sim, who <laughs> didn't quite make it at St. Helens, did he? I think he's... he's He's like, he went to uh, was it, is it the, no? It's not the Seagulls. Yeah, it was yeah, Winner Manly, Manly. Yeah. Seagulls. Man, yeah, Winner Manly Seagulls. Yeah, Sam yeah. Woods not bad signing. You what, know, what, Luke, it, what position? Sim. He's not. He's a centre, center, isn't he? Yeah. Um, Luke Hooley from Leeds again. He's got the potential. He didn't quite work out at Leeds. Rowan Mills is a decent signing, as is in his senior senior is i think yeah in his senior is probably the best of the you know the ones that they've brought in without knowing an awful lot uh, um, about the likes of say Nixon Putt and um Els Zachan i think it's yeah. how you say it um you know not knowing an awful lot about them but they might come in and make an instant um impact yeah. them you know playing over here might really suit them before you play our castleford section um do you think our our Castleford fan Roy? You think he's going to agree with us? Um, may to an extent. Let's see, to an extent. But uh, here we go. Is Castleford fan Roy? Um, I think it's great that we've got uh, Jesse Lingard as um, our coach now. Um, and coming into, he's had a good preseason uh, with the guys and started to instill what he wants this um, club to be it really does feel like the start of a sort of, don't want to use hashtag new era but it does actually sound a little bit like a new era for us um, there's been quite a lot of personnel change around, um, there's very few sort of um, members, people like um, Ads and Massey and people that um, have been at the club for ages and they're not here now and we've got new players um, and so there's going to be that, always that how does it all gel together, how does it all work and I think for that reason it's going to take a while for us to um, get into that groove um, hopefully we'll hit the ground running um, but there's always that um, getting used to players and you can't really replace that playing with somebody uh, for three years versus um, joining up with them for pre-season and, uh, and starting to work in that way um, in terms of looking for an improvement for next season I think we'll um, <laughs> We can't get too much worse um, other than being relegated or being in that uh, bottom wooden spoon position. So it's, I think there will be an improvement for next season. Um, I'm hoping to get to sort of the edge of playoffs. It'll be quite nice. Uh, so, um, you know, that sort of better than mid-table um, sort of position would be quite nice. Um, and I'm confident of that sort of improvement as well um, from the, uh, the whole team overall. Um, and that sort of goes into my prediction for table finish. I think probably seventh or eighth, something like that, would be quite um, an achievement for us um, with new people coming in um, and trying to instill that sort of um, Jesse Lingard way of playing. Um, for Challenge Cup, I think we might go in a cup run. I think we might be able to galvanise. I think some teams might, I wouldn't say sack it off, but might under-prioritise um, what it is. And that might work in our favour sometimes where... We might be quite interested in a cup run um, and see what uh, we do from there. But I'm really confident for the season. I think we're going to um, surprise a few people. I think we're going to um, do some things. I think we're going to play good Castleford-style rugby, which I think we've been lacking for a good few years now. Thank you. 
Well, I'm glad Jesse Lingard's got a new club after being really let go from United. <laughs> the, uh, the Jesse Lingard style of play for Castleford, is that just like in behind the front too? <laughs> or out wide. Yeah, well, um, well, he'll definitely be on his way by Christmas, won't he then? Mm. Uh, 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 anyway. <laughs> Nice one, Roy. That's yeah. that, excellent. Roy has explained that he's absolutely knackered, and uh, he was in between meetings when he did that. Uh, when he did that uh, little promo for us. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, Roy mentioned there about Castleford coming into a new era, and he almost feels like it's coming into a new era. Do you agree? Um. Personally, no. Roy said that um, they thought that Cass were going to be on the edge of the playoffs mm-hmm. as a hope. I'd give them no hope of that, personally. Yeah. I think they're finishing 10th or 11th. Yeah. I I agree. No, I, I agree. I, I, th- I think the same. Um, but like you say, yeah. Roy also mentioned about they might surprise a few, and they might because, like I said, I, I said before, you know, I don't know an awful lot about some of the signings they've made. Mm. Maybe they'll really impress. And a good coach. Yeah, yeah, he's you know he's got plenty of experience. You know, he did really well at Batley, didn't he? Yeah, young so, Jesse. Yeah, yeah. He's done well. <laughs> so, um, I, I don't know. I, I I can't see them finishing edge of the playoffs. I can see them being in a more of a relegation scrap if I'm being honest it would be nice because I think it's like I always have this vision of Castleford being one of everyone's like favourite away days yeah people have this sort of romantic t- sense with them don't they because of the ground and yeah, like that. yeah it's like stepping back in time and yeah. stuff yeah that's before you get to the ground like... <laughs> <laughs> well the other thing Roy mentioned there was uh he was hoping for maybe a cup run as well. Can you see Castleford doing any doing anything in the cup? That's completely dependent on the draw, I think, isn't it? They'd have to have a nice draw because if they get drawn away, especially sorry, if they get drawn, especially away to Wigan or St. Helens, Catalan, you, you, yeah. they're see, being yeah. bundled out. I think. See, mm-hmm. I would say no because at some point, quarterfinals onwards, if they get that far. They're going to play one of the top eight teams, and I don't think they're one of those. If they play them at so, home, you never maybe, know. Yeah, but you know, depending what form they're in. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be a long, mm. a long season. Yeah, for Cass. But I think if they do manage to get edge of the playoff, I think that's a really successful season for them. Yeah, I think, and I think to be honest with you, I think every Cass fan, not just Roy, but I think every Cass fan would snap your hand off if you said you'd be on the verge of uh, on on the verge of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, on to the Rhinos, on to Leeds next. Um, another team that has probably underperformed, haven't they, last season? Um, they've underperformed since the uh, the, the, the Borough-Sinfield. Yeah. Sort of since 2015, they've underperformed. Yeah, well, they, they won it in 17. Oh, they've underperformed since 17. Then. And they made the grand final in 2022. Somehow. Two. Somehow, but they've still underperformed. I'm just saying. I no, I really. And do they won the Challenge Cup in 2020. Still, think they've underperformed. 
Right, and in, in in the middle of that, in the middle of that, they've been in the middle eights. They didn't reach. They, they, they didn't even reach playoffs. Um, there's been. There's they haven't been, been very times. consistent. No, there's been times all. when they've been dreadful. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely dreadful, and I think because of that, the point I'm trying to make because of that is that the signings that they've made, they've splashed the cash. I think. Leeds fans, I think, are really giddy about this season. I think yeah. they've got big expectations this season. Yeah, well, I mean, they've brought in the likes of Lachlan Miller, who's a bit of a speed demon, uh, Matt Frawley, who we've seen at Uddersfield before, Paul Momorowski, he's a decent signing, uh, and then, obviously, the, the two massive ones, uh, Brodie Croft and the Ackers. Yeah, um, yeah. Was that Miller? Was that the one who didn't know where the line was when that... When that yeah, when it was that? Uh, Ola Kuatu, I think it was, and was just, running. Just to be off. fair, I'd have done that if he was running <laughs> He backed <laughs> off and let him score, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, like you said, the big two are there where they've splashed the cash for. Yeah. Croft and Ackers. Yeah. Um, but they they are really... They're upbeat. Yeah, things. they are upbeat. And I think they're quite right to be upbeat as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because they've, they've lost... When I say they've lost, I mean, when you look at who's gone, let's say, because some of them aren't losses. Walters is a loss. Yeah. I think. But then you look at things like Caesar. Never really set the world on fire at Headingley, did he? No. You know, Blake Austin. No. You know, um, Tetavano was never on the pitch. No. That sort of thing. You know, no. Richie Myler was there for years and was past his sell-by date, if you if you like. Um, uh and then and then there was Neen McDonald. <laughs> Still hasn't signed Jordan's shirt. So yeah, so. <laughs> I invited him round for tea. <laughs> so uh, I think with what with what his look is coming in and what's gone, it's definitely stronger. And I think that's why they're they're so giddy about it. Yeah. Um, and if anyone's listened to our friends um, Eddie and Reese on the Lot Pod, then uh, you'll know exactly how giddy they are. Yes, uh, well, you've just mentioned Eddie then, and that's who we got on to speak about the Rhinos for the upcoming season. So I'll start with the recruitment for the Rhinos this year. They've signed six players, um, which was absolutely needed. You know, they've spent a lot of money this year, 300, 400 grand on Brodie Croft and Andy Eckers alone, but this type of recruitment has been needed for a very Long time, I'd say, as a Leeds fan. Paul Momorowski, Lackie Miller, Matt Frawley, Brody Croft, Andy Ackers, Mikhail Goudemond, all signed, all brought in for Leeds this year. So there is a lot of unknown in that. By by that, I mean Goudemond, Frawley, Miller and Momorowski. We don't really know what we're going to get with those. I guess we kind of do with Goudemond. Croft and Ackers, yeah, absolutely. A perfect combo there at six and nine for Leeds. Obviously played the last couple couple of years at Salford together. We know what we're going to get with Brodie Croft. He's probably the best halfback in the league alongside Johnny Lomax. I know that's up for debate, debate, but every Super League fan that's listening to this would agree that they kind of know what leads are going to get with Brodie Croft. In terms of that combo with at halfback with Matt Frawley, I guess that's unknown as well. And there is a lot of unknown in this lead side now because there is a lot of new players. But from the two games that I've seen Matt Frawley play for Leeds, he has looked comfortable, he's looked in command in terms of kicking the ball, getting the team around the park, and I think 
Croft kind of playing off the back of that or alongside of that with Miller at the back of that even further, I do think that that new spine is quite threatening, particularly with Miller's uh, combination and speed with with those outside backs of Harry Newman and and Paul Momorowski. Um, My predictions, well, what I always predict, boys, it's it's never going to change. Anyone that's listened to our podcast or followed on X will know um, I always predict Leeds to win. So I'm obviously going to say we're going to win the treble. But to be honest and be serious for a moment, I know that's quite unique for me, but I do think, and I'm going to say that word again, a lot of unknown in this Leeds side. There's a lot of recruitment, a lot of players that have come in in key positions who we really need to hit the ground running for us to have a strong season. Would love to know your guys' thoughts on the on the Leeds. It's not only the Leeds squad recruitment, but a prediction for the for our year as well. Well, there you go. What is your prediction for the Rhinos this yeah. season? Thanks, Eddie. I think there's a there's a. I just made a note when Eddie was talking there. There's one of the words that he used there, unknown. Yes, I picked up on that. Yeah, and I, combinations was another word. Yeah, that, which I'd and I, which I'd already wrote down for. I heard that actually. I, I'd never really me thought me and of Eddie that. were on the same wavelength. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never really thought of that. Mm. Um, I don't. I'll be honest. I mean, when Frawley was at Huddersfield, I thought he was hopeless. Yeah. Well, um, we were just saying then, weren't we? As we were, as we were listening to that, can't remember who he had at six. Will Brody Croft make him look better? Mm. Don't know because he's he's. He, Eddie reckons that he's the best half-back in the league. You can't, I don't think you can argue with that much. No, he's, he's definitely one of, isn't he? Man of steel. Yeah. Um, kept Salford going, I wouldn't say single-handedly, but was instrumental in what they were doing. Yeah. And he's right, you know what you're going to get with him. Um, there's But... Uh, going back to the combinations, um, there's a lot of new... Combinations and in key positions: Miller, Croft, Frawley, Akers at nine, and then even like Momorowski with what I'm guessing is Ash Handley as his winger. Mm. You know that could be deadly if that gets going. But the, I think the question is, how long does it take for them combinations to mm. gel? The only thing I would say is that the people that you've mentioned there, I think, are massive upgrades on what they've had previously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and because the good players, some good players sometimes don't need a lot of time. Mm. Yeah. You know. I, I think the other thing to say was, is uh, you said about taking time to gel, and, and the good thing is for, you know, like Brodie Croft is, he's got a familiar face from there in Andy Ackers. He knows how mm. he plays at Salford. You mm. know what them two sort of bring together. Um, so I think... That coming into that's I think that's what's got Leeds fans so happy as well is that you, you're seeing a, a two players who have played together for a few years now and yeah. will bring that into Leeds that what they brought to Salford and they know the league as well yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not like they're coming in from the NRL or anything like that they know the league and no. that's, that can be important as well just one more quick question then on Leeds before we move on is Rowan Smith the most under pressure coach in the league coming into this season uh, I think he is now mm. yeah. I think he is now. Uh, you can't any more live off getting to the grand final a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Last year wasn't great, was it? No, let's be honest. That was one of the seasons that we spoke about right at the start when we came to Leeds. They were they were awful mm-hmm. for most of the season. Yep. Now, now they've bought and 
they've really gone really heavy on recruitment, then I think, yes, I, I really do think he's, he's important. If not him, um, I probably hasten to say Tony Smith. Yeah, I, I think there's there's three. I think there's him. I think there's Tony Smith. I think there's Ian Watson. Mm. Yeah, Ian Watson. Yeah, but I think that yeah, he's one of the. I think he's one of the three. Yeah, I think yeah, that, that definitely. What do you see for Leeds? Do you do you see them? I I see top, top five, top four, five, top three, I see them fifth, fifth. Yeah, Bobby. I see top four on paper. I think that squad looks really dangerous. I see them top three. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Probably. I think. I think Wigan will probably be league leaders, and I think there's a. I think there's a three way play for for second, third, fourth, probably between Saints, Catalans, and Leeds. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So I definitely think they'll be top four, but I think they could beat one of those to top three. Yeah, fair enough. Well, there we go. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me, I think, and next week when we do the tips and things, I'll probably, unless I change your mind by then, which is almost certain, but at, at this point I would probably tip them to win the cup as well. Wow, there we go, there we have it then. Pretty uh optimistic season for Leeds and isn't I think it? I think so. Mm. Uh right, well we'll move on and we shall move on to Oh just before we move on, if I tip them to finish second. Yeah. Then they'll finish like bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> 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 um we're moving on and we're gonna move on to the wire to Warrington. Um probably the most interesting of all the teams really with with well, I think mainly just because of Sam Burgess. That's the biggest sign, mm. isn't it? it? Must be, yeah, it has to be. Either him or Luke Littler. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know they they've again they've brought a few in big ones of uh, Lachlan Fitzgibbon from the Knights, Zane Musgrove from uh, St George, Brad Dwyer's come back. They brought in the experience of Sam Powell from Wigan. Um, and they've managed to, uh, well, they've not let Toby King go back out, mm. so they've kept him. I, I, I don't actually think they've recruited as well as other teams. No, I don't either, but um, I think Sam Powell could be quite an astute signing for them. Um, I, I, I personally think he'd gone quite stale at at, at Wigan. Um and he doesn't, although he doesn't really do anything spectacular, he, he'll organise and he'll keep people in line and defensively he's 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 good so he he could do quite well and then if you t- if you swap him with Brad Dwyer or you could maybe move him to like loose or something like mm. that you know Dwyer come on speed things up that could work really well for them but um we spoke to Daniel from you've got a loose wire and this is what he had to say Never does a season start at Warrington without some degree of uncertainty, some degree of excitement uh, and some degree of unsettlement. And there's no change ahead of the 2024 campaign with a brand new coach uh, in Sam Burgess after after Daryl Powell left 
uh, in some unpleasant circumstances towards the back end of last season. Burgess was a strange appointment in some respects, a bit of a gamble, um, but gambles can sometimes work off. And uh, look, Wire went after Justin Holbrook, who was a completely different profile of coach in that completely uh, experienced in comparison to Burgess. But what they've seen in Burgess is somebody who clearly has a talent and an ability for coaching and a fantastic knowledge of the game. And we've seen that be something that has worked for other clubs in, in Super League um, and in other sports as well. You've got Arteta at Arsenal. So I'm not too concerned that Burgess um, doesn't have the experience. What concerns me is that he doesn't have a great squad to work with. I don't really think why have recruited that well. Um, we've lost... A few big names in, in Daryl Clark, particularly in Thomas McKayley, and I'm not really sure that they've been replaced too well. Toby King returning from his loan at Wigan is a boost. We hope that we get to see some of the form that he produced for them as they won the grand final last season. But um, concerningly in pre-season, we've not seen too much of anybody. I mean, we've had two friendlies, um, and both friendlies have seen first team has played for less than 40 minutes. The vast majority of the side that we're playing against Catalans, our first game is, have played 40 minutes or less going into the season, which seems strange to me. Um, I don't think we've got the squad to challenge for the title this year. I would be looking to try and finish in the playoffs. I think we'll finish somewhere between 6th and 8th, uh, and a cup run would be lovely. Uh, but the league form and getting some positivity back among the club isn't the main target this year. Well, that was Daniel from uh, You've Got a Loose Wire. Um, doesn't really seem to have major issues with the Sam Burgess appointment, like I've seen others have. He he seems to think that the squad is the bigger problem. He's very realistic there, wasn't he? Mm. Um, spoke really well. Um, thanks, Daniel. It's brilliant, that. Um, just on the Burgess thing, first of all, then, what what do you two think? What what do you both think that, that Sam Burgess will bring to the Halliwell Jones? Well, it's not a coaching licence, that's for sure. <laughs> well, Jesse Lingard hasn't got one either, so... <laughs> well, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I think he... He could bring... Quite a bit to Warrington in this, in the sense that how long he's been at South Sydney, he's probably worked under a good few coaches. Uh, he probably learned off Wayne Bennett while he was there. Um, obviously, Jason Demetrius, obviously then next in line to to bet. So you'll have a bit of experience working with those types of guys. Michael Maguire as well, mm. and Michael Maguire, yes. Um, obviously, he brings his experience. From his playing days, you know how good of a player he was as well. So it's not just, you know, he's not, you know, just some random coach, if you like. You know, he's he's played the game over here. He knows the league. He knows England. Um, so I think he'll bring quite a lot to Warrington and, and one that is uh, probably, like you say, a lot of people underestimate him. So maybe that takes a lot of pressure off his shoulders anyway. And maybe if he just starts to perform, they'll start to see him as, as something a bit more dangerous. I think what he will bring is a real sort of competitive nature to to the playing group. You know, he, he's the ultimate competitor and he's a warrior. I think, I want to say discipline, but I don't think yeah, he's not he bringing his wife. No. Are we say that? No, <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I think what he will do is bring a sort of real sort of competitive, never give up type attitude to them because uh, that's I think that's how he is as a person. I think everyone remembers that the broken cheekbone thing, yeah, playing exactly. the grand final, that type of yeah. stuff. That's sort of real warrior. That, yeah. People remember how he how he was for England. Yeah. You know, and and he's a winner. Yeah, he is. And I, I think that's the the main thing that you could sort of say he's gonna bring because as a coach, nobody knows. Mm. Do you think he's under pressure? No. Not this season. What if it goes completely wrong? What if they don't even make anywhere near the playoffs? Then he'll probably get sacked. Even, so the, even this season? Yeah. I mean, they're not going to get relegated out of it. They're just not. No. I don't think he's under any pressure in a sense that if you look at what uh, Daryl Powell did in his first season, mm, he completely yeah. bombed out. He's not under yeah. any pressure. As anywhere near as much pressure as Daryl Powell was under. Yeah, but actually. in his first season, Daryl Powell bombed out, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he, yeah. he, he yeah. still gave him another year, so yeah. surely Burgess gets the can same they, treatment. Can they afford another year of that? Uh, no. I don't think they can either. No. For a team that has been quite clearly so, so desperate to win a grand final. Mm. They can't afford another one where they don't make the playoffs. But to me, they look further away yeah. from even getting to a grand final, never, never mind winning one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I agree with Daniel there that the the squad that they've actually got now and the, and the signings that they've made, if I was a Warrington fan looking at that squad that they brought in and then they've let like Dowell Clark go, for example, things like that, mm-hmm. I'd be like, not... not Filled with absolute which is why, confidence. Which is why Burgess might be under less pressure because they know that they've let players go and not brought in as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But sometimes being an underdog like that, it, it it can suit you quite well. If, you know, like you said, for a team that's desperate to to win a grand final, everyone keeps saying, oh, it's always, you know, the, the, the joke is Warrington, it's always your year. So mm. maybe the one time that the pressure is off of it's not going to be a year, yeah. Maybe that's when they actually strike, and you know, I, I can't see it personally, but I'm no, just I saying. I what you're you know. saying. I, I agree. I don't think it's going to happen. So, do they make the six? Maybe oh. just scraping again. It's six or seventh, I think. Yeah, they they are on the edge of the playoffs. Hmm. I've got them anywhere between sixth and eighth. So maybe don't. ninth. So if they if you, if for you if they do make the playoffs, they're only just making them. Yeah. They're in that let's extend the season by a week game. Yeah, pretty mm, much. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right, we'll uh, swiftly move on to Salford. We'll go to Salford, um, and it's not really looking much brighter over there, is it? If Salford were a film, they'd be Titanic, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's mm. like... You know, it's not. I don't think it's going to end well. No, I mean, the Salford never have the biggest squad. No, ever. It's been like that for the last few years. But this year, it feels particularly thin. Um, and then they've also got the added stress of, well, are they going to be playing where they're playing now? What's going on with the ground, with the stadium? Don't know. I think that's a big issue for them to get that to get that stadium sorted. 
mm-hmm. maybe that will help them secure their future to enable them to be to improve on the pitch. Yeah. Because, you know, they've overperformed for the last few years, haven't they, really? Mm. Yeah. And maybe that's now maybe it's all caught with them. And we had the thing last year, didn't they, where they were asking the fans for the, the bond money and the mm. that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, which seems to have all gone. They've had to sell Croft and Ackers. Um and I think for for Solfer, I'm not I've not quite seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. No, and I think if you're a player, you're going, Why do I want to go there? Mm. If um, I seriously, if I was a player, mm. I'd be really worried that I was even going to get paid mm. all through the year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think. Oh, I, mean, really, I can't say. I'm just no, saying. Now they, I think they really feels. need. They really need. The other thing that I think that Salford can't afford is injuries. No, they definitely can't afford any. They, injuries. They've got a. They've got a paper thin squad. Yeah, really, and they've got some good players. And they've. Oh, got, yeah. And they've got a decent. They've got a decent seventeen. But one of them seventeen gets injured, especially Ryan Brayley, Neen yeah. McDonald. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's it's already starting to happen, isn't it? When your coach comes out and says. We're looking for players in all departments, and that he doesn't think he's going to have a, a full uh, twenty-two man, uh, twenty-one man squad to name on game one. Yeah, game one. It's already looking a bit bleak for you, isn't um, it? And I really, really hope that Papua New Guinea don't have some sort of mid-season international. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, look at the players that they they, they, they brought in: Neem McDonald, Ethan Ryan, uh, Cade Cust, Joe Shorrocks. They're really good players. Mm-hmm. Joe Meller, he's been about and done it. Good, really good players. But on the flip side of that, they've lost Matty Costello, Reese Williams, James Greenwood, Croft and Ack, as we've mentioned, Danny Addy, Ken Seo, who's who's uh, gone back home, I think, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, uh, Alex Gerard, uh, Joe Burgess. Yeah, Joe Burgess was an odd one. So when you look at what's gone out compared to what's come in, the squad is significantly weaker. Yeah, mm. um, but anyway, we spoke to Phil Rogers, who is uh, one of our regular listeners and uh, interactors. Uh, uh, so let's um, have a listen to what Phil had to say. Start of the season, and we're down to a twenty-four man squad, which come come back to bite us on the backside. Especially we have to get a couple of injuries. On the signings, Ethan Ryan, quite pleased with that. Knows his way to the try line. It's good twenty-three in forty-two. So that's that's quite good. The enigma that is uh, Nenny McDonald, when he's on it, unplayable, but he's so inconsistent and is he even going to be in the country come the end of the season. Chris Hankinson, journeyman, backup player at best in my opinion. Joe Shorrocks, again, steady, solid, won't set the world on fire. Cade Cust, bang average for me. Struggled to get into the Wigan team last year. Couldn't get into the Manly team when he was in Australia. But then we've lost Brodie Croft, ex-Man of Steel, Andy Ackers, England hooker, Joe Burgess, knows his way to the try line. Ball handling skills, pretty bad. Made more mistakes than Andy in the Prediction League. And then obviously Ken Seo, which was released by the club, unfortunately. Off the field... Even worse, probably. We've got uh, placing to smash special measures at the back end of this last year. We had the community share offer in May, 
raised the best part of 365,000. Got all the money we got from the sale of Tyler Dupree, Andy Ackers, Brody Croft, and we're still as poor as Church Mouse. Stadium, we need to get this sorted as soon as possible. Just signed a 12 month extension, but we need to get a long term deal so we can make some match day revenue that we desperately need. I'll end up going back to moving to Moor Lane, which is going to be a real major no no for most Salford supporters. Predictions Super League, I can't see us getting out of the bottom three, to be honest, with our squad and Challenge Cup. Depends who we draw. If we get a decent team away or at home, we'll be out pretty early. Well, there we go. That was Phil, Phil Rogers, a Salford fan. Um, and that's the first time we've heard that because we got that pretty much as we were setting up, wasn't didn't yeah, we? So yeah. He pretty much said what we've just said. I didn't say that about Joe Burgess. That <laughs> was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Everyone was laughing their head off then. Everyone, I did like that. Well, two of us were. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, he's, he's you know he's, he's highlighted all the problems. We just highlighted you know the players that they brought in. Yeah, they're the good players, but again, the, the squad players aren't they? Mm. And the players that they've lost, like Andy mentioned. Uh, I forgot about Tyler Dupree. And I was so. I was yeah. gonna bring that up. You know, they'd lost him mid season and he's he's probably on his way, if not already, one of the best props in the league. Didn't mm. they get didn't they get over hundred grand for him? Don't know what they got for him. I can't remember. Sure, no, they I definitely would have yeah. got something. I'm sure, for it was him. over. The re, the rumours were it was about hundred grand. Well, there yeah. you got that odds on to to all that money that Phil was just talking well, he about. Said they had three hundred odd. Yeah, three hundred sixty odd through the share issue. One yeah. grand for Tyler Dupree, and then and then four hundred to whatever. It's nearly for, a million pound. Yeah. So, and and the stadium. I think the stadium is a big thing for Salford. It is. Yeah. It is big thing for them, but uh, things aren't looking uh, brilliant. It, well, even. What did what did Phil say? I can't remember what he said at the end there when he said about prediction. Was it was it tenth? Was it bottom three? I can't, think he said. can't see him getting out the bottom that's three. That's right. Yeah. So and and to be honest, that's where I've got them. Yeah, same. Which obviously we'll do next week, but yeah, I think that's where everybody will have them. And again, he mentioned the cup. If they get a uh, even a top championship side, he said, didn't he? Mm. At there, yeah. Not much to be cheerful about for Salford fans, is there? Not at all. Not at all. It's worrying times, really. It's quite sad to see. Yeah. Uh, but we'll move on. We'll move on to our last team for this week, and we'll go with St Helens, who are who are coming into this season for the first time in four years, not being champions. Yeah, I suppose the big question is: is then can they uh, can they wrestle it back? Yeah. Um, but again, not. Not massive amount of recruitment. Obviously, they brought in Daryl Clark. Uh, they've made the T. Ritson loan move permanent, um, which I don't know. I, I don't know if I can make sense of that. If you've got Benison, and I, t- I don't know. Anyway, the, uh, the, the friendly against Salford, as a, which you have that as a guide, as the, mm, the first, the first half, 13, he, yeah. didn't, he didn't play, did he? No. Yeah. No, he was on the bench, um, and then they brought in Matt Whitley, which is quite a, a you know a really good signing with rumours that uh, Sione Matauti are moving into the front row, and then a late 
late recruitment of Wonga Blake from the Parramatta Eels on a one-year deal. One Does one year seem a bit odd to you? Very odd. It seems to me that he doesn't want to be over here, but he's got no other options, so he's going to use this year to try and impress either NRL or Rugby Union, which I think was rumoured to maybe be going to. Or have St Helens lined up another centre for 2025, mm. which only gives him another year. Maybe, maybe. Because there's been constant rumours about Harry Newman, hasn't there, for a while? Yeah, I don't know whether there's much truth in that. No, it just it, it's another... It'll, it'll, Put another piece in the jigsaw, won't it? That you know, mm-hmm. um, of that. But one year seems very uh, seems very odd to me. Very. But we spoke to uh, St Helens fan and friend of the pod, Johnny Lou. So let's listen to what Johnny had to say. Well, it's first time in four years we're going into a season not as champions, and I'm just saying I'm quite liking it. You know, I've seen a lot of fans writing us off, and I think. There's that saying in the never ever write off the Saints. I think we've got a top two roster. I really do. The the squad depth that Saints got is really, really quite good. And I think a lot of our own fans have wrote that off as well. You know, you see a lot of them talking about prop. The likes is you've got the likes of Morgan Knowles, who last year was playing prop. Sione was playing prop, who were transitioning into them players that can really build on that. You've got a young lad in Noah Stevens, and obviously... George Delaney, who had a fantastic first year and really should have been winner of Young Player of the Year. Um, to, to come in at 19 as a young prop like that is unreal. At fullback, you've got the likes of Benison, who can slot in for Wellsby when he's out. So, you know, even the loss of Hopawari, as big as it is, having that versatility to play fullback, it's not a drastic change for Saints, you've got your new Cummins, the loss of Roby is obviously huge, he's still there for the culture but then Daryl Clark's perfect replacement he'll bring his experience, his game's very similar to what Roby's was, with a little bit of more pace in comparison then you've got obviously Wonga Blake and Matt Whitley coming in who then create that slotting gap for Sione to then go into prop. And you've got the return of like Jake Wingfield, who's a top young player. And I think, I think people are overlooking that fact when it comes to predictions. I think, I think we should come top two with the players we've got. Um, if we can win league leaders, great. If not, not really too false. Cause the big one's the grand final challenge cup. Hopefully we get a good cup run. I don't see any reason why we can't win it. But I also won't put my house on that we will win it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm always optimistic we'll win one. We've won a trophy for the last six years. So, yeah, hopefully we will continue that and make it a seventh season with a trophy. And, yeah, never, ever write off the Saints. Well, that sounds pretty optimistic. Um just want to pick up on one thing that he said, well, pretty much right at the start. Yeah. Um, that he's enjoying coming into the season not being champions. Yeah, come on, John. So basically what he's saying there is, I like losing. <laughs> 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 <sighs> Didn't want five in a row anyway. Yeah, yeah there you go, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just greedy. That. Um, he missed... Uh, Johnny mentioned about uh, he mentioned obviously there about James Roby. Yeah. Um, how much will Saints miss James Roby? I know he's he got this role as Johnny mentioned off the pitch. What about on the pitch? On the oh, he's massive in it, massive. You don't 
St. Ellen's have been very, 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 very lucky. It's unheard of in the history of rugby league. <laughs> to really. have the number nines that they've had, you know. Mm. They've had two. They've had two in what we are now, 30 years. 28. Really. The 20, what's this, Super League, what, 28? Is it 28 it'll like, be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 28 this will be, won't it? So they've had two hookers in 28 years and they've been the best hookers in the league by an absolute mile. Mm. Yeah. So Daryl Clark has enormous boots to fill, but I, th- I think he's capable of doing a decent enough job. Obviously, he's not James Roby. Nobody's James Roby. Um, I think he's the safest replacement. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think he'll do a pretty good job and I think being at a team like St. Ellen's um, I think he'll get back to his best yeah so where do you put Saints then Bobby uh, Johnny said that Johnny said top two and hopefully making a seventh year on the track with a trophy do you agree with him uh, I'd, again I think the cup comes down to a decent draw I I can't see Saints winning the league or the grand final this season. I'll be perfectly honest, and I have to disagree with him. I I, I see Saints somewhere between third and fifth. Really, um, I think I think the defense, the defensive stature in like Conrad Hurrell and maybe a bit of pace in the backs as well. I know they've signed Wonga Blake, who who's quick, but I don't know if that's enough for them. Um, mm. And, yeah, I just I, I can't see it. But as Johnny said, I suppose the old saying, you never, ever write off St. Ellen's, do you? And, and that's no. the that's the key thing in all of this. I, I can see him anywhere in from one to three. Mm. I, what I do think, I, I agree with you, Callum. I think, like I said before, there's that battle, I think, for two, three, four yeah. that they're in. Yeah. And I think what I do think about Saints is that what I do like about them, I think, is the depth of the squad. Yeah, the depth is 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 pretty impressive. It, it looks it looks capable of of dealing with with yeah a, a lot of injuries. They could probably put out a B team, couldn't yeah. they, with the depth that they've got? It might not finish bottom. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and I, I think it all depends on how and if they well if and how they change the attack. Mm. Because it wasn't, I think the biggest complaint from Saints fans last season was the attack wasn't very good. Uh, Paul Wellens has spoken over the last couple of weeks how they've highlighted that that was the main problem and that they're looking at changing it. So it's just how and how well they do that. I think ultimately, I think that actually cost them the chance of the five in a row last year because yeah. they ended up on level points with Wigan and uh, Catalans yep. with a vastly inferior yeah. scoring. Yeah. Uh, scoring uh, position yeah and and ultimately when it got to the close games Lee in the Challenge Cup semi-final mm-hmm. and Catalans in the playoffs I think in both and of, even Warrington the one that they won yeah didn't score many points I, I think in both of them games the, the Lee in, in both the semi-finals in Lee and, and uh, Catalan especially the Lee game they should have been out of sight by half time yeah. but yeah. they couldn't get over the line I yeah. think the I think the positive on that note uh, for St. Helens and we mentioned it a lot last season and I know it's only a pre-season friendly and I know you're saying Salford are going to finish towards the bottom but even last season against teams like you know Wakefield and Castleford 
when did Saints put 50 on anybody? Yeah, I don't, mm. I don't think they did at all last year, did they? It might have been no. once, but I think... It's, I know no. you can't take too much from pre-season, yeah. but it's a good... The, but it's a, it's a positive it was a, sign that... Huddersfield was, it was like 44 yeah. or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, but there wasn't many times you thought, wow, they're going to blow them out the water yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right, well, that's it for the first half of the preview. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll move on to the uh, second half of the league next week. Uh, but... Just to wrap things up, we're going to quickly run through uh, something that we do every year, as we said earlier, and that is our five players to watch. We've each got five players um, to keep an eye out throughout the season. So who wants to kick us off? Bobby? Uh, Yeah, my number one is, and I think we mentioned it towards the back end of last season, is Castleford's Jason Gary Gary. I think there's going to be a lot of eyes on him as a young winger. Uh, got Being out play- of contract at the end of the year as Yeah, well, out of contract, plenty of pace Knows the league and can get over the line So I think there'll be a few eyes Watching him and uh, it'll be interesting to see How he goes this season Yep, brilliant, Andy? I'm still going to start off with Bailey Sivanen oh, Okay um, Catalans um, Perhaps because uh, Obviously comes from a, a rugby league stock mm-hmm. um, Brother of Curtis Yep. Um, but I think there's been a. I think he's probably one of those that has gone under the radar as a sign in. Yeah. But I'd be really interested to see if he has the same effect as his big brother. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll go for my first one. I think it's quite an obvious one. Uh, Matt Moylan from Lee. Um, probably. I haven't looked at the betting, but I imagine he's up there for favourites from Man of Steel. Comes with a really good pedigree from the NRL mm. um, and, and could really light it up over a partner in um, Lamb in the halves. Yep. Yeah. Second round? Uh, my second one is, uh, again, probably another big one, uh, maybe another favourite of Man of Steel uh, in Lachlan Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, I think be interested to see how he goes at Leeds and especially now that the Leeds have got rid of Luke Hooley and Richie Myler, meaning that he probably is like the sole fullback at Leeds. So obviously he needs to stay fit. He needs to perform well. Uh, probably a bit of pressure on him in that sense. Uh, but yeah, I think he will go well at Leeds. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him this year. Yeah, yeah, I had it, I had him as well. So I'll I'm gonna change my alternate on that. Um, and I know it's again it's an, it's an obvious one because we know what he's all about. I've actually put Brody Croft. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because I want to see how he makes the transition from uh, being sort of massive fish yeah, in little yeah, pond, yeah, to uh, big fish in big pond, yeah, yeah. good, yeah. Um, and I want to see if I, being with even better players helps because it doesn't always. So no, I, some I people be like being see. that man, don't they? Yeah. So yeah. I, I put Brody Croft just on that basis. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I. I'm going to go with Daryl Clark, who we just spoke about, um, just because of obviously losing James Roby. He's, he's massive, how he fills them boots. I felt like he was going maybe slightly stale at Warrington and then just want to keep an eye on how he sort of rejuvenates his career, if you like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my third pick is I've gone with Jordan Abdul, uh, injured for a lot of last season, mm. but then gets offloaded to Catalans uh, on a season-long loan. So, interesting to see how he then slots back into Hull KR for 2025. Are they going to get rid of him again? Is it 
welcome back with open arms. It's an interesting situation with Jordan Abdul, and obviously we saw at the start of last season. I mean, he was leading Man of Steel for part of it, mm. and then he, and then he unfortunately took his he took his injury. So interesting to see what he does in the south of France, potentially partnering. I think is it Theo Farge that will that be their new halves? I'm not sure if they've got a third one. Yeah, yeah it probably will be. Yeah. Um, so him and. Him and Farge uh, in South of France would be uh, interesting to look at, but yeah, I've got my eyes on Jordan Abdul. Yeah, okay. Mitchell Pierce retire. Yes, right. yeah. I think he went did he, like. Don't some of them goes like French oh, like, eat one or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what's it did that didn't he? Um, half back. Um, oh, uh, uh, Maloney. Maloney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so probably be Theo Farge, yeah. 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 Uh, is this round three? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'll go with Luke Thompson. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you mentioned before in the preview around not had the best injury record, but uh, came massive fee. Yeah. Um, and they'll be looking, Wigan will be looking for him to be leader of the pack. Yeah, I had him as well. And uh, um, I think that, yeah, it'd be really interesting to see if he stays fit, whether he has the... I suppose the, the the demolition quality, shall we say, that that he had at St Helens before we left for the NRL. Yeah, I had him for similar reasons. So I'll go for. I'll stick with the forward. I'll go for Franklin Pele, who signed for Hull. Who they are hyping up something else because he is a unit, isn't he? Yeah. So I'm interested. I just want to see if he bashes some people. Basically, that's Excellent. why I want to watch him. There's no other reason. Just, just go smash someone. <laughs> <laughs> just sorry. Just before I pick my next one, just dead quick. Did either of you see the picture that Franklin Pele put up on his Instagram? No, but you did tell me about it. <laughs> he, did you see this one, Andy? No. He went to uh, he went to an All KR game, uh, a preseason friendly for All KR, and he just took a picture of the ground and then just put a little poo emoji on it. <laughs> Which ground? For OKR. No. <laughs> I just, it How made to me make laugh. yourself a fan favourite in 10 seconds? <laughs> well, uh, it works because they were all loving him even more now. Excellent. <laughs> um, my fourth pick is someone we spoke about in the previews, uh, and that is Wonga Blake. Uh, obviously, a bit of a strange one on that one-year deal, as you said, Callum. Is he trying to impress to get back into the NRL? Is he trying to impress Rugby Union? Uh, obviously, I think we all heard the story around it at the start as well that he, he wanted to stay in the NRL turn Saints down in the uh, in the first place and then he, he didn't get any offers so is it a case of you're my last choice or yeah. is it a case of no I'm I'm here to fight I'm here to, to win and perform for you so yeah uh, yeah interested to see how he he, uh, he performs in Super League yeah I've gone with another Wigan signing um, and I've gone for Adam Kieran <clears throat> okay um, basically because I can't make my mind up whether it was any good or not. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm in that boat as well, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, good goal kicker, and yeah. I would think he'll take over the responsibilities from Harry Smith. I, I would think he think. did in the pre-season did he? game. Yeah. I would think so. He's probably a better kicker than Smith. Yeah. But is he is he a good centre? Is he, or is it just that he's in that, that, that back line of Wiggins and he'll get more chances? Mm. I'm not just not sure how good he is, and I, and, I, and I want to see how good he is. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, what's this for? Yeah. Uh, I've gone for Adam Clune from Huddersfield. Mm. Uh, mm. Signed from the Newcastle Knights. And I think Huddersfield have been missing a seven, really. I think Farge hasn't been fantastic since when he went there. Um, 
and he, he had a lot of injuries. He's had a lot of injuries as well. To be fair to him, hasn't he? Aiden Caesar, Uddersfield fans weren't thrilled with him. I think some of them were even happy that he was leaving. Uh, so I think they've been missing a seven for quite a while. Kloon played a handful of games for the Knights last season when they had injuries in the arms and looked really, really good from what I saw. So just quite interested to see how he comes over and leads Uddersfield about. Yeah. Uh, uh, my fifth and final pick, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Toby King. Uh, interesting to see how, how he gets back on at Warrington. Uh, obviously walking into the change rooms with his shiny new ring and they're all probably... You know, <laughs> well, what's, he's going to have one. <laughs> what's what's what, that? What, exactly, what's, <laughs> what's that? that? What's one of these? He's going to Peter Andre if I'm a, I'm a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> I think it really works. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, obviously everyone was raving about him at Wigan. Uh, obviously, they, like you said, they managed to keep holding him at Warrington now, uh, coming back from loan. So will he regain his form? Will he go back to his uh, former Warrington ways? It's going to be interesting to uh, see that one. But yeah, uh, Toby King. Okay. And my last choice is somebody that's been around for now for a couple of years and uh, seems to split opinion on how good he is. And again, I think he's got a big year coming up either way. Mm. And that's Lewis Dodd. Yeah. Okay. I, I think it's a big year for him. Mm. Um, because when he dropped the goal that won St. Helens, the the World Club Challenge, mm. it was, he's off to the NRL. Mm. And I thought last season on the whole, I thought he was generally... Average, poor to average. I didn't think he was great. And again, you talk. We've just spoke about Saints' attack. Yeah, and I think that needs to be better. And I think he's obviously instrumental as that as the seven. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I'd really be interested in whether or not he. Uh, I suppose whether he shows the form that gets him that move to the NRL. Yeah, have to be pretty impressive form, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, my last pick, I think I'm going to go with Peter Hicku mm. from Hull KR. Uh, been over once before, had a spell, brief spell with Warrington. Looks like he's going to move to full-back, though. I was just going to say, didn't they have him at full-back in that friendly? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, looking like he's going to be moving to full-back. Spent a lot of years at centre, I think. Um, so quite interesting to see how he... Gets on at fullback really because um, mm. he, he he doesn't strike me as what a lot of teams want in a fullback nowadays. Mm. But just interested to see how he gets on. Really, and maybe we'll come on to that with the whole KR preview next week. Yeah, but there we have it. That uh, that wraps up the first episode of twenty twenty four and the first ever episode of only in rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there we have it, yeah. Um, obviously, good to be back. Good to be back. Um, nice rebrand. We'll have to remember the name to say the name right. Uh, but thanks for, for listening this week, and we'll be back next week with the second half of the preview and some other bits and bobs. So if you've enjoyed today, then... Tell, tell your friends. Tell your friends. If you haven't, don't. Tell them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there we have it. But from all of us at the Only in Rugby League podcast for this week, it's goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.